Um, Assalamu alaikum, everybody. How y'all doing? Today I am joined by some amazing friends. Uh, one of them, friend of the show, the other, my co-host, Randa and Belsam. So, you know, round of applause for, for them for joining me on this Saturday morning. Randa, you don't want to give yourself a round of applause? Okay, cool. Um, this goes a self-hater, I guess. It's fine. Um, so, I'm joined by both of you today to discuss a very interesting topic. Um, a topic that we all have, like share uh, or an experience of growing up in, which is, uh, you know, alternative schooling, let's just say. Um, growing up, you know, all over, you know, having different experiences in different countries and, you know, going through different uh, teaching institutions and uh, our experiences and what that really taught us. So um, with that being said, I want to ask you guys, what type of like institutions or school systems have you, you know, been involved with? Belsam, you're the guest. You can go first. Allah. Um, okay, so I started off, um, I believe, yeah, Islamic school. So I started off with like Islamic school um, and then I went to a This home... was in the States, by the way. Just... Yeah, let me iterate. iterate. Where, iterate. Where, in the, where in the States was it? English. Okay, let, let me start again. Let me regain my thoughts. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Skip this editor. All right. Okay. So, all right. So I started off um, my education in California in the United States. So that's the system that I went by. And that's actually the system I took all the way up to high school. So um, I started off in Islamic school um, and then I moved to homeschooling. So I went to school at home. And then, then briefly back again, Montessori system, but it was Islamic school and then back to homeschooling and then international school. So I've never had the experience of public school. Um, yeah. That's okay, interesting. Rondo, what about you? Okay. So I went to, I also in California, I went to Islamic school and then I was homeschooled for, I think a year. And then I went to, is it, by the way, it's Montessori. Isn't that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Montessori school for a year. It was also Islamic type school. And then I was homeschooled again for a few years. And then um, for be between grade six to grade 10, I went to an international school. That's when we moved to Qabal. And then we moved back to Canada. I went to two public schools. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right, I um, started off the, the journey in a, uh, a private kindergarten and then <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. And then, um, you know, I hopped around from one international school to the other. I was a very um, energetic, let's say, energetic kid. Um, let's just say teachers had trouble uh, keeping up with me. Um, I basically was a ball of energy. Um, I was very, very like, alhamdulillah, like smart. Like my grades, I'd always top my class. Um, all the way up to like grade five and yo by the way people thinking in the west like that's not a big yo in the middle in the middle east like you have exams from day one like it's no joke you know what, what you guys be learning in grade five we be learning in grade one so it's no it's not a joke we don't have this play time nap time type of you know chill out and just creates you know uh, relationships with your friends yo you got recess for that <laughs> you got math class you're doing multiplication so, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it was hectic, but no, it was uh, a good time in the international school. Definitely not a good time for my dad because he was hopping in and, out, in and out of like the principal's office. 
But other than that, you know, that was a cool experience. Um, then I was shipped over to Canada. Um, and yeah, that, I started up my first, you know, Islamic private school experience, which was cool. Um, we'll get into that as well. And then after that, I had um, uh, public school in high school. And now I had, I went after that to uh, college and then university. So I have those experiences as well. So I want to ask you both. Um, oh, I should actually state that I also had some type of homeschooling experience. I think that Bussum apparently is gatekeeping it. He's just a wannabe. Yeah, I'm a, I guess I'm a wannabe, but. He's trying I, to be wanna... us so hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? How about this? You, since you guys are the OG homeschooled people, you guys want to tell me how like the homeschooling experience was like, what, what are some pros you think that you experienced being homeschooled? What a segue. Good job, dude. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, sorry, Ananda, I'm just gonna start off. That's no, okay. I wanted you to start off. because okay. You should have kept me, it was so smooth. Just keep going. Just, just keep... Oh, sorry, my bad. All right, so um, for myself, okay, hold on. I feel like I should have been prepared before this, but I'm gonna try to remember what years I was homeschooled. So I was homeschooled for the third grade, I believe it was the third grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and seventh grade. So that's four years if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it was the majority of like my middle school years and like my elementary school years. Um, I, okay, so what's interesting is the homeschooling experience for US people is different than Canadians. There's something very nice about um, the California system is that they allow people to homeschool under the public school system. So what that means is that they have an, an office where you go you are assigned a teacher from, you know, your district who oversees your education, makes sure, you know, your parent, your guardian or whoever is your, your primary teacher is doing their job and that you're getting, you know, the, you know, the learning that you need for your age. Um, and so they also give you everything you need. So from textbooks, workbooks, any teaching aids or materials, literally anything you might ever need um all for free right because what you're doing essentially is you're taking your kids out of public school and doing the job of teaching yourself as a parent so it's actually nice for the government right because they would have needed to provide for you you know classroom space and all that um if you had enrolled your kids in public school so it's kind of like you're, you're doing a job you're doing a job for them you're lessening the load on their public school system so they give you all the support you need which i thought was really awesome they also provide you with a community so um you would go to whatever office in your district that you're assigned and there's tons of parents um and kids uh, who are also being homeschooled in your district and you go and you, you you're allowed you can um sign up for a some classes so you know those days were fun days for us because my mom would drop us off and we get to meet all our other homeschooled friends and we'd have those district teachers like teach us fun things like art history or like science and we get to do a lot of science experiments so it gives you a little bit of that school experience but not um in a full-time way right other than that your parent also needs to provide you with like PE so like what you would do in PE in school your your parent might for example for us like enroll us in swimming class or which I sucked at but like that's fine um or you know any type of sports encourage us to, to do sports and, and all that kind of stuff um that you would have gotten from public school so in terms of like pros I um I'm, a, I'm an extrovert so um 
uh, I'm I like I like I like to be around people for the most part and stuff like that. So I think like I I would get a little bored on the days where I didn't um, have to go to the office. But I think there was like really excellent support in terms of like having um, a community established of homeschool kids. So. Uh, in terms of an ex uh, being an extrovert and being homeschooled, I didn't suffer too much. It was it was really nice. I had friends and all that. Um, and it was really nice because I have always been okay. So I was the kid in class who raised their hand for every question. And I don't mean to say I was a genius by any means. You're not a genius. You're annoying. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Exactly. But like no, but like I'm I'm dead serious. Like. I don't mean to say like I was extremely smart by any means. I just found school to be extremely easy. Like school was not challenging for me at all. Mm. So I think my mom knew this about me. So when she took me out of school um, and, you know, homeschooled me herself, she was able to up the ante and like give me worksheets for example for math that was like okay the lesson for the day and then give me an advanced worksheet which isn't something my teacher would have given me right if I was in school just to like help you know supplement and and, and help me a little bit more and challenge me a little bit more so like mm -hmm. um, I think that was really awesome in terms of that and like having that um, support from your mom immediately like she knows she knows you know what what you can do what you can do what you need a, um, a little bit of help in so it was just one-on-one -on -one, you know teaching which is so obviously something you're never going to find in a classroom, right? So all of that was a really awesome experience. I think all in all, like I had a good experience as a homeschool kid. Oh, also sometimes if we wanted to do something fun in the mornings and we didn't really want to do school, we could do that. Schedule was up to us, right? So say we wanted to go shopping or my mom needed to go grocery shopping or run errands. We'd be like, all right, we're going to do school at night or we're going to do school in the evening um, or in the afternoon. So our schedule was up to us. Or if I wanted to spend an entire day and I was really enjoying myself in this science chapter, we could go through the whole chapter and learn science and make this science day and make tomorrow math day and make, you know, Wednesday English day, whatever. That is something that's completely up to us. Um, but in terms of cons, I think um, a, a big thing for like people in Canada, especially what they find is they don't have that support system or community that the government provides. And it's more of like a free for all. Like you can teach your kids whatever curriculum you want. You don't have a district teacher, anyone following up with you, which I think is a, a shortcoming of our Canadian system, unfortunately, that we don't have that kind of thing. And I, I hope that's something post pandemic people who've done schooling and virtual schooling and homeschooling who've enjoyed it. I think it's a, a becoming a, a bigger group of people who kind of want that support from our public schooling system. So I hope that's something that that ends up coming. So that's kind of the only con that I can think of is that depending on your geographic location, you might not have the support that you want. Yep. Sorry, this is a very long tangent. <laughs> no, no, this is good. That's, uh, that's definitely a lot of good insight on your part. Rundo, what do you how was your experience like what are some you know pros and cons that you found about that i have like a contrasting experience with them so basically <laughs> i mentioned this in an episode before but one of the reasons why i got homeschooled <laughs> is because i sucked at school okay so <laughs> i actually <laughs> so we have both of who's saying i did great at school but i'm not saying i'm smart and then we have Runda who did horrible at school but we're not saying it's stupid got it like I didn't do horrible, but I didn't enjoy it. So I didn't give an effort. Okay. Mm. Uh, I explicitly remember the day my mom pulled me out of school. Um, the reason was we had, we had a spelling test and I'll never forget the word that I couldn't spell because the, the whole experience <laughs> was traumatizing to me. I think the teacher made us spell beach ball or something like that. And I didn't know how to spell it. 
<laughs> Yo, you're actually stupid, bro. <laughs> how do you not know how to spell beach ball? Who was in the second grade or first grade? First grade. Okay. First grade. Just allow it. Anyways. I mean, you needed a beach ball to your head. God damn. So anyways, I failed that spelling test. Um, that was one of the words on the spelling test. It, it, I was struggling. Anyway, so my mom pulled me out of school because she realized that I was genuinely struggling with school. And um, like in class, when a teacher has like, what, 20 kids to attend to, she's obviously not going to give you like that one-on-one attention that you could get when you have like your mom as a teacher. Um, and so my mom homeschooled me for the rest of that year. So the rest of first grade. And in the second grade, I had to go back to school um, and we went to the um, Montessori school and that was a very traumatizing experience. I think Bism can second this as, as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It sucks for you too, right? Okay, so I didn't, I didn't do well there either. I used, to do, I used to be really, really bad at math, which is funny because now I'm a biophysics major, but I used to be really, really bad at math. And um, I'm going to tell a funny story. Today, I'm really just proving to everyone that I was a really stupid child. But basically, <laughs> I didn't understand. You grew. You grew. You weren't, okay. you weren't stupid. You just didn't learn or grow in the, like, ways that most kids, you exactly. know, learn. Uh, you're yeah. you're an uh, alternative. Alternative, definitely. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to share this. Um, I didn't understand what even and odd numbers were. Um, I just thought it was a pattern. So This breaks my heart. <laughs> no no it's my age way it gets worse so one was odd two is even three, like it goes on like that right so we got a worksheet and it was like they like they give you a list of numbers and they're like which one is even and which is which one is odd <laughs> some of the numbers are like 73 so you know what I did <laughs> I literally had post-it notes like this and I would write one two three four five six seven. Oh my god and then I would go and I'd be like odd even odd even odd even I didn't understand it I literally thought it was just you have to like manually oh my god dude that's <laughs> so much work I never and then you lose count in the middle you have to start over exactly I missed out on so many lunches just to finish that stupid worksheet and the teacher sucked because none of them ever came to help they were just like you have to finish your worksheet before you go to lunch it was really sad um and I never told my mom because I just thought this was like a normal thing I was like whatever um but anyway you thought it was normal that everybody finished their worksheet before you did and you spent multiple lunches trying to figure this See, wow. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna do this on my own. Like, I'm not asking for help. I don't care. Yeah, that's more like it. You didn't think it was normal. You're just like, I don't care if I'm dumb. I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> so, um, so when my mom took me back into homeschooling in the third grade, she told me, like, even when I have conversations with her now, she was like, the third grade was probably the roughest year I ever had to teach you because she had to kind of like undo the damage that was done by the the previous year because she wasn't homeschooling me that year. I was just like going to school um and this is another story I'm giving you guys so many stories I hope you guys are entertained but my mom oh, was yeah. <laughs> my mom was teaching me and she was uh, teaching me about fractions and I didn't understand what half was <laughs> okay oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was holding a pencil my mom was getting so frustrated with me okay and then eventually I was like mama I don't get it she was holding a pencil she breaks the pencil in half and she's like this <laughs> and she holds a half she's like what's this and I got scared I was like it's a half <laughs> Uh, just to preface this my mother did not lose her temper very easily or anything like that while she was teaching just to give a preface that this was not a normal thing she was walk around snapping pencils and scaring us it was just her like 
trying every single thing like Lego blocks. Okay, we have four Lego blocks and now we break them up two, two. What is this? Like everything. And she just like took a pencil and she broke it in half. She was like, Wonder the fact that your mom like used her, like did something out of anger and then used it to still teach you. The woman is resourceful. No, well, like, what's this, you idiot? No, she really is. I swear. A legend. Wow. Really? Because after, so I got homeschooled for third, fourth, and fifth grade. And I, I genuinely thought, and like throughout all of these years, I still struggled with school. And so I genuinely thought this was just going to be my life. Like I'm always going to struggle with school. I go to school in middle, like in the sixth grade and I go in and yo, school was so easy so easy i had the most imposter syndrome because i was like there's no way this is true because last year i was struggling <laughs> so i go and i tell my mom but something my mom used to do was like she wouldn't let us like when when she finds out oh we're like something's easy for us she'll always teach us the grade higher and so by the time i got to sixth grade i was i already knew stuff people in eighth grade were doing so the entire time i was homeschooled i thought i was stupid but it was Bestie scammed us she my scammed mom us. scammed us my mom scammed us and she was just, it was just, she was just challenging us and making us do things for like higher grades, um, like for the, like the upper years. And so once I actually went to school and it was like super easy for me and it's literally all thanks to my mom because she had to break pencils to just teach me. Shout so, out to our mom. I, I love how we give her lots of shout outs. I feel like we give her a lot of shout outs. I think we're going to, I'm going to make her watch this episode. She never watches yeah. our episodes. Shout though. out to mama. <laughs> All right, your mama's gonna become a celebrity after this. <laughs> but, drop, drop her app, drop her at Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding, none of you guys follow you know, my mom. <laughs> now they're gonna go through your follower list on Instagram, so you better watch out. You better not. Um, um, so, as I've been told previous to this episode, apparently my experience does not count as homeschooling, it's being schooled at home. And Belsa, even that was, you know, she was trying to gatekeep me out of that. So um, I'll say this, um, I thought that when school finished and I got home, that school would be done for the day. I was wrong, <laughs> it's not how it goes. So I'd go to school, do my thing, whatever. I'd come home, homework time. Homework time, my mom would be sitting on the table waiting for me and then I would just go sit with her. And then we would basically go through every question together. And if I didn't get something, we were gonna be there till I did. So alhamdulillah for that, like, just like Balsam and Randa, like the experience with, with getting like attention um, really enhanced my abilities, I guess. Just getting that personal one-on-one -on -one time with uh, my mom and having her teach me math, science, and everything. I remember I didn't struggle ever in school until I stopped getting, you know, schooled at home. So mom, it's kind of your fault, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the point of that the point of that you guys shout out your mom i'll shout out my mom too for dropping my grades but um yeah man i think i think it was a definitely an interesting experience because i definitely when i was a kid i needed that that strong attention to keep me grounded and to keep my attention so like a teacher with 20 to 30 people in the class ain't gonna do it like just not enough attention so i my mom's sitting me down and you know um always going going through stuff like I remember you mentioned spelling be like I remember I would basically have a soccer ball and I'd be kicking it around and my mom would just shout words and then I'd have to freaking spell them out or like a definitions oh that was a big one that she would just say a word while I'm playing like soccer and then she'll just say define this and then you know 
So it was a lot of like, you know, on the go type of stuff, but it was a lot of like sitting down and just getting concepts uh, done and stuff like that. So I was, and, and a lot of practice for math and fractions. Oh, we've been there, done that. So I really appreciate my mom for that. She definitely put in the work. So it just reminds me of like how much of a sacrifice um, and how much mothers do, the ones that stay at home specifically. It's like, if you're somebody that's, you know, that is a hard worker, you'll be more satisfied working with your kids than in a career. I think that there's so much more work to be done and so much more fruits to be achieved. Like there's so much more fruits to the labor um, that you get to experience. You know, a promotion will never make you as satisfied as seeing your kids succeed. So um, yeah, I'm really sure. Promoting his ideology. Hey, listen, I don't know what you t- what do you mean? No, I'm just sneaking that in. Yo, yo, He's not, not sneaking it, just like bro. sneaking I'm, his I'm, ideology in. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for women who choose to, to have career and career women. I'm all for that. I'm just saying that I really, really, uh, like, look, my mom even said that like, my mom chose to not pursue a career. And she knew that that meant sacrificing her career for us because she believed that that was uh, what's paramount and what's most important is having kids that are raised right and putting most of her effort, if not all of her effort into us. So even if you, even if I support women choosing careers and stuff, that's just admirable. Somebody who's willing to sacrifice what they want for what they think is more important. So um, regardless of whether women want to choose a career, I'm just saying it's very admirable. And I really appreciate that about both my mom and clearly your mom as well. So shout out to the moms out there. Um, for cons, I don't think I had any cons to be honest. I can't really think of any cons that I had. Like, Dude, I'm literally getting personalized attention and personalized teaching and personalized care. They're really, and I was getting the other side because I was a social butterfly. So like I was getting the other side of being around kids and, um, you know, having friends in school and, you know, being a finesser and starting little businesses, <laughs> trying to profit off the students. So I was doing my thing, you know, and. So I was getting the best of both worlds. I really can't say that I had any cons, but yeah, I think I was blessed in that way for sure. Okay. Um, now I'll say my cons. Finally. So <laughs> awkward. Now you got to say your cons. Okay, listen. The, um, the one thing um, people always worry about when it comes to like homeschooling, um, especially like not like wannabe homeschooling, like Ismail, like full on yeah. homeschooling, um, they're always afraid that like their kids are going to become like super antisocial um I don't really think that's the case I think as a parent like if you choose to homeschool your kids you just got to make sure that you put them put them in like enough extracurricular activities that they're you know involved with their community and like make friends and stuff like that oh I just want to say we were also in Girl Scouts and we were very involved in the Islamic community of our masjid too so yeah um for me that was actually not a big deal because I was very introverted as a child so I actually (laughs) you're already antisocial to begin with exactly so I didn't really care as a kid but I could see how like kids who are super extroverted um might need like their parents would have to go like the extra mile to make sure that they get involved in extracurriculars this is another one I don't think I don't think I've ever listen I don't know if I've ever told you this before I don't know if this is entirely a con I don't really think it's a con I just think it's something I want to point out about homeschooling is your the things you will excel at are highly dependent on the things that your parent or your teacher excelled at. I'll give you an example. My, both my parents are engineers. 
So they're super into science, super into math. Those were the two things that were super, super duper emphasized when we were homeschooled, like history, English, arts, like we did them, but it wasn't, it was just like, whatever. These were like electives, but the science and the math were the things that were emphasized the most. And that's why as a kid growing up, I always by default uh, thought that I would do something in that had to do either with science or with math. Um, I never really thought about uh, pursuing anything in like the social sciences or the arts or anything like that. And primarily that's because my mom's, you know, her, her strength was in mathematics and science. Um, but I do think like, for example, if my mom was like a history major, um, the outcome probably would have been different. And so that's just something I wanted to point out about homeschooling. I yeah. agree with that's you 100%, man, because, but here's a funny part. My parents, well, my mom was a chemist and my dad's an engineer um, and a businessman. And the thing is, their education wasn't the one that impacted me. It was it's because that what they studied, they didn't, it wasn't their, necessarily their passion. And their passion is what reflected on me. So my mom and dad are both really into the humanities and the social sciences. And growing up in a house that's, you know, full of strong opinions, you form your strong opinions and, you know, that growing up in an environment like that's you're always debating and discussing and you know every table you know every dinner table is kind of like has uh, discussions about whatever is going on or whatever so you grow up with the just surrounded by social sciences and humanities and you know here I am studying you know philosophy and religion so it's not really a surprise uh but yeah 100% agree there man all right do you, do you if you if you guys don't have anything else to add I'll move on to prompt number three okay Okay, so question to you guys then, since you guys went through the OG or the proper homeschooling group, and I'm the wannabe homeschooled, um, would you guys subject your kids to that? <laughs> and would you guys homeschool your children? And is there a difference in the answer if you're living in the West or in a Muslim majority country? It's a tricky one. Um... I think it's very dependent on my circumstance and what my local, you know, public schooling system looks like, what my local Islamic school looks like. So I think it really just depends on like where, where I live at the time and, and stuff like that, what my life looks like. And if I'm capable of, of doing something like that, it's definitely something that requires a huge amount of commitment, a huge chunk of your life going towards that other than raising your kids being their teacher as well as just the whole other beast. So I definitely think it's, um, I definitely think it's based on circumstance, but do I recommend it to parents who feel as though their public schooling system, their local Islamic school or private school is not cutting it or um, doesn't give their, you know, their, their children the environment that they're looking for? Absolutely, I do. If you're able to meet that level of commitment, time commitment, like life commitment that you have to put into it, absolutely. I think the re rewards are immense. And I think as an um, as a Muslim parent, so my parents had a team situation going on. So my mom would cover um, she would cover math, English, history, and science, and my dad in the evenings would cover um, Islamic studies and Quran and Arabic. Your dad so, got the better end of the deal, bro. <laughs> but but here's the thing, right? My dad is naturally just better at Arabic and better at Islamic studies. So he did that part. We if you if you know Arabic, you know those those spelling tests, you know those uh imla and Arab the grammar. We really got into that, but honestly, like that. Actually, really, Loki really dissed us. her mom. 
She's like, uh, my mom, my dad's better at Islamic studies. She's like, basically, no, my dad's a better Muslim than my mom. No, he's just better at Arabic. Like, he's just better at it. Like, sometimes I ask her stuff about Arabic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. She'd be like, go ask your dad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that really helped us strengthen and um and become more well-rounded people so i think um if you're a parent who's you know homeschooling i think you need to remember that there's you have a little bit more um you're able to teach your kids a little bit more of the things that you want to teach them such as your native your native um, language which is not something that would you know be taught in school traditionally say if you're if it's something other than french right you probably won't be able to get that from school so that was really awesome because by the time we moved over to Qatar, there was like two levels of Arabic class and they expected to put us in the lesser level because we were coming from overseas. But I was able to, you know, just start and actually excel with the kids from the higher level. And all thanks to my dad, shout out to my dad. So shout out to both my parents. That's cool. Um, shout, shout, shout out, out to, your, them to your family. Shout out to your family. Shout out to my family for making me well-rounded <laughs> and, um, and a good student. So. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it, but it's my answer is dependent on my circumstance and where I live and, and, and what my environment is looking at like at the time. Okay, hey, guys, I have a side story. This is gonna have to get cut out. It's my name. Do you know what Inno Akhwatuha are? Yes, bruh. <laughs> you should leave this in. I think you should leave this in. Anyone who knows what Inno Akhwatuha is, it's just like, um, it's a cute little like, um, not an acronym, but a little saying to understand some part of Arabic like grammar. Family of words. Anyways, so yeah. um, when we first moved from California to Qatar and we went to school, and like Bism said, they wanted to they wanted to put us in an Arabic as a second language class, and my parents were like, no, they know how to speak, read, write Arabic, fine. So we went to the first language course, but they make you take this assessment to see what your level is. Mm. <laughs> One of the questions was to list in no akhwatuha, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I did? <laughs> what? Oh my god. My name and my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Because she thought it was like like myself and my siblings. So like just to break it down, it's a it's a collection of words, right? Like propositions or whatever, a collection of words. So inna means the word inna and her siblings. So Inna and the rest of the collection of words. So Renda read it. Uh, so the question was list that collection of words. Renda read it as Anna, which means me and my sisters. So she wrote, or yeah, so she wrote her siblings. Oh, like she, no, she wrote her siblings. My friend was sitting next to me and she was like, sis, that's not what they're asking. So basically y'all had to cheat to get your way to the first, uh, first class. I did. I really did. But we excelled after I that. I would not have made that mistake personally, just letting you because know. Because you were older. <laughs> because you were older. Blah, 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 blah. Older, wiser, smarter, yeah. Shut up. Anyways. Oh, my God. Um, more, uh, more arrogant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very humble? Yes, sir. Yeah, CEO of Humble. Yeah, she, i given her my crown. She, ha she got it now. Thank you. Um, okay, okay. Very interesting. Um, okay, I... Yeah, go on, Rinda. Sorry. No, no, I was saying that to go on, you, you said, because you wanted to say that story before you told us if you would yes. um, subject your kids to this <laughs> homeschooling situation. Um, I, I think I think everything Bessem said was like spot on, but I also feel like I would prefer um, doing the wannabe homeschooling route than doing like full-on homeschooling. Um, mm -hmm. Primarily because I feel like 
I need to stop calling it the wannabe homeschooling route. I need another name for it. But I just no, wannabe homeschooling is what you guys dubbed it. It's fine. <laughs> but I just generally think that like um I that's I I do want to be like an, an involved parent, especially when it comes to my like kids' academics and stuff like that. Um, however, however, if I do get a kid, yeah, Allah, please don't give me kids like this. But if I do get a kid who was like me, <laughs> who really struggled in school, I <laughs> <laughs> don't give me stupid kids like me we i don't believe I, in karma but we do believe what comes around goes around for sure i might consider that ass homeschooling them so we'll see i'll keep you guys posted <laughs> yeah uh i think i'm definitely with Ronda on this one i think i would go with the um uh what's it called with the wannabe homeschooling route because if they're anything like me which i think they're most likely gonna be they're gonna be extreme social butterflies and they're gonna need to empty out that energy outside the house so I think that they will definitely go to school. However, um, when they come home, it ain't over. <laughs> so um, I'll definitely be interested to take on like um, Islamic studies with them. And then maybe my wife could take over Arabic um, or, you know, what well, we could figure it out. But definitely I'm very big on preserving the language, right? So like Arabic's a big, big, big thing. And even if I send kids to Islamic school, I think that parents sometimes send their kids to Islamic school and think that, oh, I have no responsibility anymore to teach them. Yo, Islamic school is like good for like having an Islamic environment. Teaching Islam, like the foundations and things like that, like you need to be taught that one-on-one and whatever. Like, so you need to understand that, right? Um, And I think that's where a lot of people fail. Like they learn all the practical stuff about being a Muslim, but they don't learn necessarily like, uh like the foundations that are a little bit sometimes buried under you know all the practical stuff like you know praying giving charity yada, yada. it's like all that like the, the aqidah stuff you should learn you know or parents should teach that to their to their children but um yeah and on that note do you guys have uh, anything else to add about your experience i'm trying to think if i have another funny story to tell but i'm really exposing myself this episode I think it's a, I think it was generally a good experience. Was I a little bit socially awkward when I went back to school and like international school, just like a little bit. I think um, I missed out on that natural curve of learning things, <laughs> learning things that children learn amongst themselves and like feeling a little clueless or like, I didn't know, like, not, not that this is a good thing, but like when you're very pure, you don't know like a single cuss word, right? that kids pick up in like the fourth grade and you hear people throwing terms around and you're like, what is that? Like, it's good to stay pure and all of that. But I think there was also a little bit of social awkwardness where I'm like, didn't know things. And that does leave a window open for, you know, your child could be taken advantage of, right? If they, you know, they don't understand some kind of social cues or situations. Yeah, see your so, mom yeah. watch this part of the episode and she'll be happy that you didn't know any swear words. She'll oh, I really did not. Yeah. I was an innocent child. So, th- I mean, that's a good thing. But yeah, I think if you do choose to homeschool your child, like you really need to make sure they are socially involved. They have a community and they're around kids their age. Like that's still something important. Even like, t- you know, keep tabs on who these people are and everything like that. But, you know, make sure they're involved with kids their age. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And on the, that note, I want to thank you both for joining me on this very eye-opening, you know, from the perspective of somebody who's a wannabe. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for opening my eyes to what it is to be fully homeschooled. Um, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to be on the episode. So 
Um, if you enjoyed this episode, like and subscribe, and inshallah, we'll see you on the next episode. Assalamu alaikum. Salam.